Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to communicate changes to your team. And this was inspired because years ago, a very good colleague and friend of mine, he's one of the people I would use as a sounding board and would bounce ideas off of. And one day, I came to his office at 5 o'clock, very, very excited, see if this has ever happened to you, with a brand new idea. And I told him about it, and I'm, you know, a fairly expressive person, so I'm gesticulating and being enthusiastic and saying, isn't this great? And my friend Ross looked at me, and he said, Shannon, could you please just tell me what's going to stay the same? And it was one of those brilliant and blinding questions where I realized that of what I was talking about, I'd made it sound like the entire thing that we had been doing was out, and this new idea was in. When, truth be told, about 95% of what we were already doing was going to stay the same, and the only thing that was going to change was about 5% of it, but that 5% was what I was so excited about. And that has really stood me in good stead, and since so many of us are kind of that enthusiastic new idea person, and and we're often the type of people that come up with new ideas morning, noon, and night, our team may not be like that. In fact, we appreciate when they stabilize. We appreciate when they keep things the same so that, you know, our companies run consistently. But sometimes we can perceive their lack of response, or maybe their arms are crossed, or maybe they're like, oh, no, can I leave the room now, please? As happened to another colleague of mine recently, we need to know how to communicate to people what we call a coach in the backstage to make sure that we're not A, freaking them out, and B, that they're receptive to our new ideas because we want these new ideas implemented. We also just don't want to scare or startle the team and have them feel like they have to reinvent everything just because of our enormous enthusiasm over this new idea. So I want you to kind of keep this concept in mind. The next time you come back to your team with a new idea, with something that you get so excited about and say, okay, well, this is my point of view. How is my team going to respond? And I I hear this a lot. I hear about the frowny face, the thinking face. I hear how discouraging that can be. I hear how entrepreneurs sometimes just want to like get away from their teams because they're not getting the receptivity to these new ideas that they were hoping for. And then I hear from the teams how frustrated they are that, you know, their entrepreneur comes in with a new idea every day, every week, every month, after every strategic coach workshop, and don't they know we have a company to run, we can't be changing things all the time. So I hear this polarization, and my goal in life has been to bridge that particular divide. And this is one really, really great way to do that. So the premise here is that you, again, just simply pay attention to, okay, how would my team receive this? Or how would my colleagues receive this if they kind of operate a little bit differently than I do? They're not as excited about new ideas. They don't consider this oxygen the way that I do. Well, there's some great coaching and some great ideas about what you can do differently. So this comes from Colby, and you probably, if you've been listening to this podcast, heard me talk about the Colby profile. And if you haven't, it's kolbe.com. It measures how you strive, how your mental energy plays out and how you solve problems. So if you're the new idea person and you're talking to people on your team who are not, you want to position the changes as enhancements, you know, as improvements, as a you know, new and better, slightly improved way of doing things. But first of all, tell them how much is going to stay the same. You know, it's like, oh, hey guys, we've been doing this project and I have an idea. But before we go too much further, 
I want to tell you most of it's going to change. And then even go into it in detail. This is going to stay the same. That's identical. No need to change this. And finally, they're going to be like, well, what's the new thing? Because, you know, they're anticipating it. And if it's not all those things, what's left? And then you get to tell them, they're like, oh, well, that's not so hard. Or sure, we can do that. Now, wouldn't that be a phenomenal way to have your new idea received as opposed to the crossed arms and furtive looks and (laughs) them looking longingly at the door so how fast they can leave the meeting because that is what happens. So I want to have you appreciate how your mental energy plays out and how your excitement and enthusiasm is, but also be able to have that received really, really well from your team. So again, I just want you to be really, really clear on how you can have your new ideas well received by your team because that resistance is there's nothing worse. And as a team member, there's nothing worse than feeling like you can't get on board or on side with the new ideas. That can be frustrating in and of itself. So the other thing that you can do if you are the new idea person is to let people know that they can have time to think about it. It's like, oh, you know what? I want to give you this idea. Maybe you put it in writing. If you're in the strategic coach program, we've talked about the impact filter a lot. Put your new ideas into an impact filter so people can see what the idea is, why it's important, what the ideal outcome is, the worst result if you don't take action, the best result if you do, and then the success criteria. When your team knows that you have thought out your idea to that extent, they will buy in, especially if you give them time to think about it beforehand. And in fact, even if you're not in the program, get our little quarterly book. It's fabulous. It's one of my favorites called The Extraordinary Impact Filter. And you can learn how to do this for yourself. It is Dan Sullivan's co-founder of Strategic Coaches, number one communication and delegation tool. And in fact, he, he has two rules about the impact filter. One of them is no impact filter, no meeting. And that's in the book as well. The other is that if he doesn't give someone an impact filter, don't worry about it. (laughs) You don't have to follow through on what you've been talking about. So anything that he deems important enough, he will do an impact filter, at which point the team knows it's really important. But if, you know, they're just shooting the breeze and talking about stuff, there's nothing that anyone has to worry about that they have to follow through on after that conversation if there was no impact filter accompanying it, which is quite liberating for our team. You know, they know how to take action when they get one and what they need to prioritize. And also, (laughs) they don't have to worry about it if they're just having a conversation. And most of the time, we have no idea how much mental energy our team spends trying to figure out what they're supposed to take action on from what we say. And you have no idea. It is hours and hours and hours of wasted time every single week that people are spending. So if you can clarify it by putting it into writing, Again, we love the impact filter is that one of the best ways to do that. Very, very powerful. So do that and then say, hey, here's some time to think about it. I love Dan's example of how he does this with his fabulous innovation project manager, Kathy Davis. So he'll come up with a new idea, an enhancement for an exercise, a tool. At one point, it was our win streak app. And he will send her the impact filter. And she says, great, I've got it. Now, he sends it to her because she lives in Winnipeg, which is you know, halfway across the country in Canada. So we live in Toronto. So he'll send it to her. And she has a couple days of what she calls marinating time or pondering time. Noodling is another word that we use. And then she sends it back to him, you know, okay, well, if you want something, for instance, this app to go viral, then it needs to be free. So she actually kind of sends back her understanding of what it is that he said to make sure that they're literally and figuratively on the same page. And then she's off and running. She'll come back to him if she needs his advice 
advice or his help on something or if he's part of the creative team to actually put it together. But it's in her hands after that particular point. And I quite enjoy how Dan talks about it. He says, I don't like her frowny face. And Kathy goes, that's my thinking face. (laughs) But you know what that looks like sometimes when we're thinking. It looks, we're very serious. We're very intent. It doesn't look positive. It doesn't look encouraging. So sometimes it's good that actually that happens by email. And then again, the communication has to be there. Close the open files. Make sure you let someone know when you've got the impact filter and send back your thoughts. Don't let it go into the void. But the very powerful way to communicate And the more kind of an idea person you are, the more highly skilled you need to get. And the more you work with an entrepreneur, the more highly skilled you need to get at how to receive these ideas. Now, on that point, there's some coaching that I have been giving to team members forever, as long as I can remember coaching. And that is that when you get an idea, by the way, if you're an entrepreneur listening and your team member ever says this to you, just yay, give them a high five. What I coach team members to say when they're hearing a no idea that they're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what to do with this. You say, the team member says, that's an interesting idea. And they say it with excitement and emotion and enthusiasm. But there's something really interesting about the word interesting. It commits you to nothing. (laughs) So it's kind of like, tell me more, which by the way, is probably undoubtedly what as a team member you're looking for. Please give me more context for this idea. Help. You know, what does this mean? What's staying the same? What's changing? What do I have to do with this? Am I even the right person? All of these thoughts are going on in the background. So by saying, oh, that's a really interesting idea, then your person who's giving you that, first of all, has some emotional response. It hasn't gone into the intellectual void. Then they're kind of encouraged to think about their idea out loud. And there's something really interesting that happens when we think about our ideas out loud. And that is that you hear them. You know, just thinking about something in your head, mm, it's not quite the same as it going through your ears. And when you write it down, again, a whole other process that when you can see what you've written, you have a different, we all have a different emotional relationship to things we've written down rather than things we've just thought about. And that's really what this conversation allows to have happen. Sometimes you'll say something, you're like, oh my gosh, that's really not a very good idea. And they'll nix it right there. And you as a team member, didn't have to do anything <laughs> other than be the sounding board for that person. You can also ask, oh, do you want me to be your sounding board right now to help think this idea through? Or is this something you actually want me to take action on? And they'll be like, hmm, good question. Let's think it through some more. Like, no, no, I told so-and-so we would do this. So, okay, great. I'll make sure this happens. And I have a couple of questions. You know, so then you go down the action path. But there's a lot of ways, I think, for us to play pitch and catch a lot better with these new ideas. But again, it takes a little bit of wherewithal of recognizing how we tend to throw out things and how they are received and how we receive things that are tossed our way. So if I can give both different types of people ideas about how to be better at this, then my mission will have been accomplished. Of course, it's only one small way. But again, that brilliant question that Ross asked me, because his capacity for new ideas had been used up by noon, because, you know, he works with other people like me. So, you know, just please tell me what's going to stay the same has been so useful in the past 20 years. That's how long I've known this question and thought about it this way. So again, when you are the new idea person, make sure that you keep that in mind. Or if you're the person receiving that idea, ask, oh, this is a really interesting idea. Just to reassure me, please tell me what's going to stay the same. And to your surprise and the person's, I guarantee it, they'll be like, um, 
almost everything. I'm like, okay, good. Now I can breathe. <laughs> then you can get out of that panic mode and into creative thinking and constructive thinking mode, which is much more fun and much more productive and much more useful. So again, the whole point of this is how to communicate changes to your team. It's also though how to receive those changes and what are some strategic questions that you can ask to calm yourself down to help the other person get clearer, just to be able to keep that conversation going because new ideas are the lifeblood of an entrepreneurial company. What's a new and better and different way to do something? How can we have an advantage in the marketplace? How can we be more efficient with how we deliver our service, which efficiency equals profitability to my way of thinking? I know, how can we create something that someone else hasn't thought of before? How can we maximize the value that we're creating for our clients? All of that is fantastic. And you don't want to shut that down from either perspective. So the ability to do this, the ability to position and receive changes, quote unquote, well, in terms of improvements, enhancements, a simple change, how to make things better. I know that I sometimes have to tone down my enthusiasm, not because I'm not enthusiastic. That's what I need. Keep myself energized. It isn't what energizes everybody else, which is totally fine. I love them for who they are. They make me look good. They get me into the right place at the right time. And I'm just very appreciative of all the backstage work it takes to get me front stage. But it does mean that I have to be much, much more aware of how and what I'm communicating. So I hope this is useful for you. It came back into my mind because this coaching has been passed on, which makes me super happy. But I hope that you learn as much as I did from this brilliant question that my friend Ross asked, which is, please tell me just what's going to stay the same. I hope this is really useful for you. Please let me know at questions at strategiccoach.com. Thanks so much for listening. If you know that this concept, this idea, this strategy would be useful for someone else, please share and make sure that you subscribe to the Team Success Podcast. As always, here's to your team success. Take care.